Ah, it's episode 117 of Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff, obviously. Uh, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Guess what? I'm in Nottingham. I was all hyped about doing this podcast because I thought, I've bought a microphone. Finally bought a microphone. Guess what? Forgot the little adapter. I've got a USB-C connection to my phone and I forgot my little jack lead to USB-C connector. I got so hyped about buying um, Bluetooth headphones. I literally just threw everything in the drawer from my old headphones, including the adapter that I forgot actually came with my phone. So it's going to sound, well, better than last week because I'm not driving while doing the podcast. But I'm sat in a car park in Nottingham, bank holiday Monday, oh, Sunday. Um, it feels like a Saturday. The vibe in the air is is off. There's something weird in the air in Nottingham today. I can feel it. It's, it's unsettling to me. don't know what it is. I'm not sure if it's the mix of the heat and the drink. I feel like a lot of people are drunk. It's really loud in Nottingham. Um, yeah, it feels a bit wild. It feels wild. and um, But hey, I'm up here to do my gig. So I'm going to try to do my time and get the fuck out of here. Don't know why. There's something in my head. I'm not one of those people who go off feelings or... Feel it in my gut. It's me instincts. Nothing. I, I don't go off things like that. But today, mm, not sure what it is. Not sure. But it is the podcast. It's episode 117, I believe. What is there to talk about? Uh, Tottenham. Hey. Right? Spurs. Uh, in through to semi-final of the Champions League. Uh, doesn't mean anything. No, Spurs haven't won anything. No. But come on, just let us have it. Just let us have it. If we got knocked out... You've been giving us shit, so we didn't get knocked out, so let us celebrate. But what a dramatic game. Probably one of the greatest games of football I've seen. It's up there. It's up there, Liverpool Alaves, UEFA Cup final. It's up there, Liverpool Milan, Champions League final. It's, as games go, that this game was wild. Didn't know what I was watching. Didn't know. If you don't know, if you've been sleeping under a rock, 4-3. Man City won, but Spurs won the first leg. 1-0, so it went through on the way. Goals VAR came to the rescue for Tottenham. Um, you know, people are saying that VAR is going to remove the drama of football. Not a chance. Just added to it. And even me as a Spurs fan, it's just a football fan. No football fan should have gone through what Man City went through in those last minutes. To, to celebrate a goal and think you scored the winner. To have it just ripped away from you. Heartbreaking. People left the stadium thinking that Tottenham lost. City, City fans have been watching it in the pub and go, right, cool, let me just get out of the traffic. Game over. Done. Got home, found out that Tottenham had gone through. Like, what? <laughs> Absolutely wild, man. But it's great. It's great for me as a Tottenham fan. So now... Uh, got the semi-final, 30th of um, April, first leg. I've got a gig on that day. Um, got a gig on that day, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, people. I'm still gonna apply for a ticket, and if I can get a ticket, then um, that that gig may need to be rearranged. <laughs> ah, the away legs in Amsterdam and. It crossed my mind to get go to Amsterdam, but just 
from the moment I'd, it got announced, I think I went on booking.com, 50% of the accommodation was taken up in Amsterdam. Waited about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 77%. Had a chat with someone in the office, and 98% of accommodation was booked. Apparently, rumours are 10,000 Spurs fans going to be descending on Amsterdam. Tell you what. Spurs go through. There are going to be some fucking spliffs fucked and some hookers smoked. They're going to get it all around the wrong way. It's going to be wild. The seeds in the streets of Amsterdam. There's going to be police horses headlocked and DDT to the canal. Oh, it's going to be wild. It's going to, yeah. I can see, I can see the seeds. But fair play to Ajax as well. What a great team they are. But I don't want to talk about football too much. Um, you know, I would listen to this podcast a football fan, but oh, definitely not Spurs fans. Don't want to hear me talk about Spurs. And we lost to Man City this weekend, one 0 in the league. But just don't care. Just don't care. Yeah, definitely take the win in the midweek. But what else has been happening um, this week? Uh, in my life, I've been ill. I've been ill, people. I've. Uh, if you want to tell me, stop telling people this. Because <laughs> people will misunderstand and won't understand what it is. People are malicious. But I only went and got shingles. If you know what shingles are, it's like adult chicken pox. You, uh, you get it through stress, apparently. Through stress. So I didn't think I was stressing, but apparently I have been. Been overdoing it. And so reactivate the chicken pox virus. Got shingles, but I'm all right. More right, got the right medication, and I'm all good. Here's the problem, though. Right, people, if you ever get shingles, um, shingles comes under you know the herpivoridae category of virus. Herpivoridae. If you don't know, herpes. Same as a cold sore is a form of herpes. As is chickenpox. As is shingles. As is genital herpes. Now, here's the thing, though. When you're taking the medication uh, for shingles, doesn't really refer to shingles on the medication. Just talks about herpes. When your herpes are cleared up, when your herpes are... I was like, whoa, whoa, let's let's not take this medication in front of anyone. <laughs> but to be fair, the people who have seen me taking it, they've immediately gone, hey, shit, you got shingles? I'm like, yeah, I had, you know that? Oh, I had it. She's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Googled, one in four people have shingles. One in four. Uh, but that's on, on my rib. But um, I've caught it early, so I'm going to recover quicker than, than average. It's just because I'm a fucking awesome guy. That's why I'm going to recover quicker than average. But gutted, though, because um, general health, fine. But I was meant to meet my mates, uh, another engaged couple, uh, for dinner on Monday. But one, one of them is pregnant. Uh, Get let into a little secret. It's the woman who's pregnant. Um, <laughs> she's pregnant, and uh, you know, if you've got a low immune system, pregnant, going through chemotherapy, you should avoid someone who's got shingles. Now, I'm not really thinking about backing my top off at dinner, but also I thought, you know, it's the right thing to do, let people know you have a potentially contagious thing that even though the risk is super low to catch it imagine me bringing it up in fucking small talk 
Hey, how you been, Darren? Yeah, you know, just got shingles. What? Yeah, just got shingles. So yeah, I'm just sat here with you and your pregnant fiance. Yeah. Anyway, so we get some bread. You see, you can't do that to people. So we had to rearrange. But um, but I'm good though. I'm not contagious, people. Don't worry. But yeah, but I tell you what, shingles fucking hurts. That's the thing. That's what I was meant to say. Doesn't itch. It fucking hurts. It's to do with your nerves. It goes it runs along your nerve line. I had to learn so much about it. Runs along your nerve line, and so that nerve line, when you touch it, oh, some like fucking rib cage is on fire on that one line. Not fun. Wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Uh, what else has happened this week? You've got the climate change protests. It's a weird one, man. Is here doing protesting? I'm, because I'm I'm always for protesting. If you believe in something, protest. Make a scene, cause disruption. I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of people power. Even if even when it inconveniences me, because um, I see what a lot of people do. They go, what the fuck are they protesting about? Look, if you can ask that question out of your face, you can also type that question into Google and actually find out. But most times. People don't want to find out. They just want to moan about the effects of the protest. And they actually ignore the root cause. So when people strike. I mean, TFL strikes, people are like, Ah, oh, why are they striking? Fucking TFL, lazy cunts. Man, man, man. They're paid enough. Man, man, man. They are. They're greedy, aren't they? They're greedy. Do you find out what it's about? No. I mean, one of them, I fully agreed with TFL staff. When they were introducing the night tube. The TFL staff said this simply isn't enough stuff. It'll be dangerous. So we're going to protest. We're going to strike. Ah, these fucking greedy bastards. Meh, 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 meh. Yeah, see, then when some drunken arsehole falls on the track. Why is there not enough stuff? So, there you go. So with this uh, protest, uh, saying, saying all that to say this, I don't know what they're protesting about. <laughs> No, I do. I can't remember the name of the group. Southern Rebellion. Southern Rebellion is their name. And uh, they're protesting about climate change. But I agree climate change is important. It's literally the planet we live on. But I can't lie, guys. Um, I'm not going to make this. I, mean, I might be wrong. I'm not saying black people weren't at these protests. I'm just saying I didn't see any black people at these protests. I very rarely see black people at protests do anything other than black things. Which is... Um, I see LGBT. see black people with those stuff as well. But like climate change, it's just like... It's not affecting my immediate person right now, so... I'm going to have to uh, put it on the back burner. But it's crazy though. Like They had Emma Thompson on the news. She flew over 3,000 miles... To come and join the protest. No... 3,000, was that the was that the grams of carbon? Any, any, whatever it was, right? She fucking flew to a climate change protest. Adding that carbon footprint, just BAM! Carbon footprint. People going from trains all up and down the country to join the protest. And what they do, do it on? On a lovely, sunny day. The hottest Easter weekend we've ever had. And what's the cause of that? Probably climate change. Isn't that funny? Climate change causes torrential rains, tsunamis. 
storms. Nah, don't protest in that where the weather's shit. Protest against the thing that's causing you the ability to protest, you know? Start protesting about train fares and then using a train to get to the protest. You see what I'm saying? You don't don't use the thing that you're protesting against to your advantage and then protest against it. It's ridiculous. Be outside of the system. I mean, I don't. And climate change is one of these weird things. So I swear the definition of climate means something changes. I swear it's like one of those uh, oxymorons that we've just just come to accept. Let's see. Let's let's define climate. Well, there's no N in climate, Darren. You fat-fingered prick. Um, where's the definition of climate? Define climate definition. What are these guys doing? They look like they're parking like pricks. Climate is the statistics of weather over long periods of time. So you can't really expect climate to uh, be static, can you? Over a long period of time. That is just climate. Oh, I see what's happening there. They're free door cunts. That's what's happening. They're trying to park by the free door wankers. So um, had to. They can't. That's let guys let the man them out of the car. See the size of these guys with their bloody East Midlands accent. It's all wacky and weird. I'm used to the Brum accents. I'm used to West Midlands, but East Midlands is all. It's all a bit. It's all a bit off, isn't it? But um, I better talk quietly. They're right next to me. Even though I'm inside my car with the windows up, because man's a pussy. <laughs> But no, uh, the climate change thing's mad though. Protesting it. It's, but it's something we should care about. It's definitely something we should care about because um, we can't leave this planet to survive, don't we, to live on it. But maybe it's just one of those human things that you can protest all you want. The climate's got to change. And the earth doesn't give a shit about us. You know? Like, it makes you wonder, do cells in our body protest about, you know, what other cells in the body do? I guess that is, isn't it? Antibodies and viruses. That'd be like a war. And then us just feeding ourselves shit is, you know, the planet dying. So, yeah, there'll be antibodies and, you know, good bacteria body crying, going, oh, God, we try our hardest. We try our hardest. The planet's just dying. Yeah, what if it's like that? Like cancers, like your kind of multinational corporations, just destroying everything, just consuming and multiplying. The stem cells is like your renewable energy. Don't know. Go off on a tangent here. But um, <laughs> well, uh, what else happened this week? Um, I started trying to watch that Beyonce thing on on Netflix, Homecoming, and I got about twenty minutes in. A lot of Coachella footage, and it made me realise I just don't like Beyonce that much. Race as performer, I think she's probably one of the best to ever do it. Uh, just a prolificness of hits. She's a beast. She, she's a bloody beast. However, um, yeah, I can't. I can't watch a whole fucking two-hour show about Beyonce. Most of it's just her Coachella performances. I mean, she came back from pregnancy just by eating apples, it looked like. And um, respect to that. 
But, you know, she's fucking pro. She's got paid fucking millions to get back in shape. That's not me saying that it wasn't hard for her to do, but she was fucking incentivized. Then there's loads of women who've watched that guy. She's a queen! It's like, I mean, she's she's a professional performer and she's doing her job. So, uh, no, I'm not saying that she doesn't warrant uh, credit, but I'm just thinking, you know, she's incentivized. But um, another thing that came out, Ariana Grande apparently been paid double the amount Beyonce got paid. Ariana Grande, $8 million. Beyonce only got four. Only, I say in air quotes, only four million. That's made a lot of uh, the beehive go nuts. Going, How is Ariana Grande worth double of Beyonce? It's not worth it's just the amount they paid. Okay? Top to pay more for Musa Sissoko than they did Christian Eriksen. And Gareth Bale. See? It's just the price you paid. Doesn't mean anyone's better or worth more. And plus, what you've got to remember, Beehive, is even if Beyonce got extra four million, you're not getting any of it. We need to stop watching other people's fucking wallets. Same just not your damn thing. People cry that, oh my god, all these billionaires, they've given their money to Notre Dame. Why can't they fix Grenfell? Because they don't care about Grenfell. Let them not care in it. It's their money. Could poor people stop telling rich people how to spend their cash? Alright? Just let. They can pay for whatever they want. If you're a French dude and you really like that cathedral, fuck them. Fuck everyone else. Pay for the roof if you want. You know what I mean? Think I don't buy fucking irrelevant and superfluous stuff all the time. I could have given that money to a homeless guy. Nah. Nah. Don't fancy, actually. Fancy putting £5 on Skybet. That's what I fancy doing. Why? Because it's my money. I could do what I want with it. Now, would it be nice if there's some kind of social obligation to do things for the greater good? Yeah, but then who, who's judging what's good and what's not? Is that not them doing something good for charity? They've essentially donated three three hundred million to charity, or eighty million, how much they donated. So, fuck off in it. You shouldn't be looking at these billionaires going, why didn't you pay for Grenfell's? Like, why don't you look at the UK billionaires? Ask them, and they'll probably go, where the fuck is Grenfell? <laughs> they don't care. Don't care. So we need to stop walking around with our hands out hat in hand someone give me some money please no get yourself somehow not illegally though (laughs) (laughs) oh dear it's hot in here um what else is happening this week as well you've got the porn ban coming in um which people seem to be losing their shit over. Like, well, the fuck am I meant to watch porn? Like you always have, just on the internet. All you need to do is just prove your age. You need a pass. Or a proof of age to watch porn. I'm not sure how this is a bad thing. I think people just don't want to acknowledge the fact that they watch porn. Listen, I remember, right, when my phone network cut off my access to adult content. I think I switched phones and, you know, all the permissions didn't get switched over. So each time I try to access adult content... Anything from violence to sex, whatever. No, not allowed. What did I do? I didn't use any VPNs or nothing like that. No, I just called up my phone provider and go, hey, what? Listen, I'm 20. Yep. 
I'm trying to watch adult material on my phone. Unlock the tick. Because I was so brazen about it on the front foot. You could hear the woman on the phone say, oh, uh, yeah, 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 sure. I'll, I'll help with that. So I want to watch porn. So, yep, yeah, okay, sir. No, we're working on that. Please, please. Okay, just calm down. I want to watch girl on girl action. It's like, uh, Mr. Griffiths, please stop describing what you want to watch. Look, I'm going to play a small video down the phone of what I want to hear. What I want to watch. Please, Mr. Griffiths, don't do that. No. But, um, yeah. I'm not sure how this porn band to long overdue, but do you know it's, it's You're not going to stop a determined uh, teenager from stopping watching porn. I mean, come on. I managed to watch porn, and that's before broadband. I managed to find porn. So, th- these kids are so tech-savvy. You know, you got your VPNs, you've got your public sharing platforms like Twitter, Reddit. They're not, they, they're not covered by the ban. VPN, put yourself in a different country. Loads of ways to watch porn. I said, I'm from the generation where you found a bag of porn in the woods. Yeah, you found it just discarded behind a bin. What's this bag? Looks like it's full of paper. Let's set it on fire. Alright. Little arsonist. Boom, set it on fire. It's a blaze. Bags of 80s porn drops out. Pubic hair everywhere. And uh, you stamp out that fire. You rip out your favourite few sheets of porn. You put that in your pocket. You carry that round with you all day. And then... You get near your house and uh, you just you stash it somewhere. Only for there to be a freak weather change and um, it just rains all over your porn. Or you go back there a few hours later, porn's gone. It's, ah, man, my porn's gone. I mean, you used to have to work for, for, uh, for a good time, for a bit of a long time. Littlewoods catalogue. Avon. Next. Lingerie section. Come on. That's how it used to be. The good old days. <laughs> so, you know, kids going to have to work a little bit harder, but they're not going to have to work hard. They're going to work hard for the poor. Um, right. I think that's the end of the podcast. I mean, there's another article I've found in the news about um, Frankenswine. Pigs' brains are brought back to life four hours after they died. Parts of burping. Um, scientists have brought pigs back uh, to life uh, four hours after death, boosting the hopes humans may one day return from the other side. No! US researchers restored circulation in the brains of the decapitated animals, bringing to mind the scene from Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, uh, where the monster comes to life. The Yale University team circulated a chemical solution replicating blood through the brains of 32 pigs. Billions of neurons began acting normally, offering the possibility the technique could help salvage mental powers in stroke patients uh, or after brain injuries okay that's a good use of it but scientists said it was unclear whether it would work um, on a recently deceased person let's not do that let people die so i can imagine it i don't want to catch a criminal they bring back someone who's just died who shot you but like it was this person and they're like okay cool. cheers for the information just so, you know what I mean? Um, senior author Prof Nenad Sestan described the results as mind-boggling. 
He said, the intact brain of a large mammal retains a previously un underappreciated capacity for restoration of circulation and certain molecular and cellular activities many hours after circulatory arrest. Um, he said that over six hours, the, uh, the team saw the reduction in the death of brain cells and the revival of some cellular functions, including the firing of synapses, vital connections between neurons at, that transport signals. The findings challenge long-held assumptions about the timing and irreversible nature of death, although there was no evidence about full brain function. So you're going to be bring up, you got, it's going to be fucking zombies. It's going to be fucking zombies. I'm telling you, I'm telling you now. It's one thing when it's the monsters, just freaks of nature. When the monsters are human-made, just like oh, I don't know what we deserve to fucking die, don't we? Gonna, we're going to have zombie robots. Robots versus zombies. We're going to be living in caves. Uh, right, co-author Dr. Zvonimir Vesheya said, At no point did we observe the kind of organised electroactivity associated with perception, awareness or consciousness. Scientists urged people not to let the study put them off organ donation. Um, Cambridge University's anaesthesia expert, Prof. Dave Manond, Ward of ethical challenges such as the debates over individual acceptance of disability, religious and cultural views. Yeah, man, look. If I die, just, just let me die. Do not bring me back. Okay. Like, who wants to live forever, man? Like, seriously, who fuck wants to live forever? Because here's the thing. People think they want to live forever. Because they feel like they're going to miss out on the party. It's like leaving a party too early if you die too soon, right? The party's continuing. You don't know what's happening. You've missed out. Let me put it to you like this. Imagine if you go to a party, then someone tells you, but you can never leave. That party stops being fun. You're never allowed to leave this party. Have you ever watched any sci-fi where someone has eternal life and they're fucking loving it? They're not. They're just burdened by... I've seen thousands and thousands of people come and go. Ones that I've loved and lost over and over again. They're, like, they're always fucking miserable, man. Because why? Because the world just doesn't really get much better. So you have to just see the same shit over and over again. Just, oh, everyone's fighting each other again. Fuck's sake. Here we go. Boom. You know what I mean? Whether it be religion they're fighting over, it'd be some other kind of social stratification, race, gender, sexuality. Tell me something. Something else they would just chop and splice ourselves into and be like, right, we're fighting. It's that episode of South Park where it's like the was it United Atheist Alliance versus the like the elite atheist league. Both atheists, but they just disagree on how atheism came about. It's like that just human nature. We just like to disagree. For ourselves. Right. Let's uh, get to some dear, dear dream and get the fuck out of here. Get over to this gig. I'm early again because I'm always early. Punctual guy. Oh, I hope I can go in the first half so I can go home. Desperately want to go home. Right. Dear, dear dream. Oh. This one's a good one. From my just glimpse of the headline. Dear Deirdre, I've been getting closer to a girl I've known since we were kids and last night we had sex. It was amazing at the time, but now I feel massively guilty that 
and that I should tell my girlfriend. Um, well, to say this, if it's one-off, then don't. Uh, if you've got feelings for the girl, then do. If it was a mass mistake, um, mass mistake, yeah, you did it, and you wore protection, and um, and the person you did it with was like, no, it was a mistake. Let's just move on, and you're not going to hang out with each other again. Um, just let, just let it go. That's my advice. But if any of those things isn't true, so you can't have her hanging around. Yeah, if you went bareback, then there's a chance you got something. Even if there's a very small chance, you can't risk that. That's out of order. And, um, yeah. If you've got feelings for her, and you got to drop it as well. But, uh, but if you just tell her about all those other things, and um, you're just kind of rubbing it in your girlfriend's face. And, that, and that's me. All right, I am 23. My girlfriend's 22. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to end it. Uh, we've been together for three years. Everything with my girlfriend was fantastic until she thought I was cheating when I wasn't. Oh, I've been here. Uh, she read the text from a girl at work asking me to call her when I was on my own. She makes birthday cards and, and I asked her to make one for my girlfriend. My girlfriend went so ballistic, I had to tell her about the card, but she still has a major trust issues. Yeah, your girlfriend's insecurities made you be a fuckhead. That's not true, but it creates more of a fertile environment for you to be a fuckhead. Um, a girl I've been good mates with as a child came home to live with her parents after her relationship ended a few months ago. She's 24, our parents are best friends, so we have met at family do several times, and she just keeps getting harder and harder. My girlfriend can't stand her and refused to come uh, to her nan's birthday meal recently. Oh dear. My friend and I had a great time laughing and joking. She later confessed that she always had feelings for me. Eek. We met the next day and talked for hours. I told her I felt the same, but nothing could happen because of my girlfriend. However, she'd been texting me, sending me sexy pics and trying to coax me into bed. Giggity. I'd resisted until the other night. You didn't resist. You were just biding your time. Um, one evening, when my girlfriend had gone to the cinema with friends, the girl... Wow, she's not even like a broad. You were on it, mate. This girl just went out for a few hours and you was just like, Dick out! Um... One evening when my girlfriend had gone to the cinema, the film was about 2 hours and 32 seconds long. I knew I had 45 minutes to get over to this girl's house and I had 45 minutes to come back. So I knew that I could just come in, in a short amount of time and I'd give her an A-game performance. I could do this. But I feel so bad because it just happened. See, um, anyway, one evening when my girlfriend had gone to the cinema with her friends, the girl rang and asked if I wanted to go for a drive. And we ended up having sex on the back seat. Never had sex in the car before. It seems inconvenient. I told her it should not have happened. And cannot again. She promised she would not tell my girlfriend. Shit sex. And she said I had no reason to do so either. She says it would just cause massive problems. I feel so guilty. I can't have sex with my girlfriend. Partly of fear that I might have picked up an STI I could pass to my girlfriend. Yep. My friends swear there's no chance that um, there is. I, I Do I tell my girlfriend and just face the consequences so that we can move on? <sighs> I mean... You don't know this, but your girlfriend's insecurity is not going to get any better in life. So, for your own sense of, you know, fun, you should dump your girlfriend and keep smashing your childhood friend. Um, and just be, yeah, that's what you really should do. Like, all feelings aside, that's what you should do. But what you're going to do is you're going to try and stay with your girlfriend and fix it. And then... Um, 
that that's going to fuck up after about six months. She'll probably cheat on you because of her insecurities. Um, she'll probably end up texting some other bloke. Some deep emotional text because she thinks that you're cheating. So she's she trying to find comfort in someone else. And then this girl who you fucked once in the back of a car, she will move on to someone else, probably live in Australia or something. And uh, be having a whale of a time with some dude. And next time you see her, she'll be married. And she'll go, oh man, like we could have been something. But you know, me and so-and-so are together now. And you're going to be left there. Cry wanking. But you'll find someone new. So don't worry about it. But you're going to take that route rather than route eight. I know, I know, I know. Um, let's see. Last one. So I'll get out of this car. So I got it on time. So I'm seeing so many black faces pull up in this car park because I feel like they're coming to the gig. And I've got a parking space. Ha ha ha. Um, but dear Deirdre, I was really excited when I first saw the size of my boyfriend's big penis. <laughs> but it turns out that sex is sometimes challenging. I'm 26, he's 28. Uh, we met a year ago and have great have a great relationship. But our sex life can be frustrating uh, with him be, being length, large in length and girth. Uh, he is too big for comfortable intercourse. And when I go on top, my body is nowhere near his. Uh, so I get no sensation of touching. Jeez. Got to take up the butt. Um, we have lots of foreplay and he always makes me make sure I'm satisfied. It's just not through intercourse my friends just say i should think myself lucky watch your friends all your friends are gonna be hanging around your boyfriend trying to get their womb rearranged Ooh, smash me in the ovaries it's yeah so um <laughs> i know what to do i mean that is the best reason to be dumped though i mean because that will get him so much more sex after. Oh, so why did your, you and your ex-girlfriend split up? Cheat on her, did you? No. What? Didn't want to be committed? No, not that. What was it? You was he selfish? No. What, what was it then? Why did, why did she leave you? My cock's too big. <laughs> Alright then, whatever. Yeah, no, it's too big in length and girth. Piss off. Alright. Unzips flies. And she's like, oh. And then she'll give you a go one time and then she'll be like, no. I uh, I would like to have kids one day in the future. And um feel like you're misaligning everything with, with that, that monster. So um that's my advice to all single guys. If um if you just want a one night stand, just tell girls, you know, what is got dumped because my massive wag. Now even if your wang isn't actually massive, just just say it. So that big wang energy, and then um, she'll she'll go with it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I'm hot. This car needs to get out. I'm about to melt. Right. So that is episode what 117. 117. Yeah. And um, yeah, I've got any announcements for this week. No, just if you want to come see me, come to the Wahala Tour Jamaica versus Africa. That is Nottingham today, so you, you'll miss this one. Uh, next one's Cardiff, Birmingham, London, Indigo 2. If you're most listeners are Londoners, so Indigo 2. 
be there on May 11th. And um, one-man show. One-man show is happening on the 14th of August, 15th of August, and 16th of August in the tap rooms. Uh, as part of the Camden Fringe Festival. Tickets are not available yet. They'll be available in June, but th- those are the dates. 14th, 15th, 16th. I think all the artwork's done. I think we've got a show name. I think I know what I want the show to be about. So now, just have to be doing the work in progress stuff and working on that while being on tour and just drumming up new material. That's that's all, all. Everything's on that. Everything's on that gig. So that's what we'll be doing. And yeah, man. So um, that's it. 14th, 15th, 16th of August. So I'll probably be whoring myself out on podcasts and uh, just to be talking about that. All right. That's the end of the pod. So I'm going to get out of here and get something to eat and then get out of this gig. See ya.